Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Talk Nintendo podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and joining me this fine evening, and a little under the weather, the one and only, Perry Burkham. Do I hear jingle bells? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle, Jimmy all the way. <laughs> Jimmy bells. Do Jimmy I hear bells. Jimmy bells? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> what better way to get into the Christmas season than Resident Evil? Ooh-wee, yes. Uh, that'll uh, that'll bring you some joy and cheer on these dreary winter yeah, days. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense for, you know, like Halloween. Yeah. You know. who, who plays yeah, scary games on Halloween? No, no. It's definitely a Christmas game. It's like Die Hard, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like a Christmas thing. You know, fun fact, never seen Die Hard or Die Hard 2. Fun fact, I had never seen Die Hard until Hurricane Sandy hit. And we were without power for like 12 days, and it was miserable. Um, but my computer, it, my laptop was really crappy, but it would, uh, it would hold a charge for about two to two and a half hours. So every day when I'd go to work, I'd charge that sucker up, and then I'd come home, and uh, for some reason, the Die Hard movies were the movie of choice, so I ended up watching a bunch of those over the course of the week. Oh, man. Interesting. Yeah, I remember I really liked the, the fourth one, but I've never seen the, the original three. <laughs> That's so funny that... Just jumping right on into the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it, too. I need to watch them. Maybe yeah, this I mean, Christmas season, after it, I'm done playing... Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, we actually uh, just before, just just before recording, uh, we watched Santa Claus with um, the one and only Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Yes. Oh heck yeah, That's dude! Like... I tell you what, I am a big Tim Allen fan. Me too. I I've always loved Tim Allen. I love Tim the Tool Man. Oh heck yeah, yeah he's hilarious. L- let me ask you a question. Did you know he uh, got caught smuggling drugs? Yes. Isn't that yep. crazy? And then he turned himself around. What what a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. Tim, yeah. He's hilarious. And he, I mean, he's still doing it today. I think I just saw an advertisement for some other movie he's in. And it's like, good old Tim Allen. Good old Tim Allen. Doing God's work. I remember I, I saw a, like a, a a medley or whatever, a, whatever you call it. Not medley. A, a thing of all of the times oh, like the montage? that they, the, yeah, montage of all the times that they grunt in <laughs> Home Improvement, and it's like, it's it just it makes them all like look look like they're cavemen. After a <laughs> while, it's like brainwashing, and it's hilarious. Well, it's funny in uh, Santa Claus. I don't know when Home Improvement aired and when Santa Claus came out. I think Santa Claus was ninety five or ninety six. Yeah, it was during. Okay, yeah, because yeah. There, there was definitely a nod uh, at one point oh, when he yeah. went into the um, the workshop and he picked up the yeah. tool belt, you know, and yeah. then w- one of the ho ho hoes was like a, a combination, of like ho ho ho. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Timmy. Yeah, that's kind of his thing, and like in uh, in uh, his new show, Last Man Standing, he they're like he's like. They're like, you should be Santa Claus. And he's like, me? Santa Claus? Or something like that. So there you go. The Tim but, Allen universe. Yeah. Good old Tim Allen. But we have 
a lot of games to talk about. Like we said, we're going to talk Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 that came out on Switch. Ooh. Casey and I reviewed those the, those couple of games. Yes, we sure did. And uh, They're good games. I, I'm, I'm looking at all the games you're you're going to be talking about, and I think you reviewed all of them but one, right? Stick yeah. it to the stick it to the man, which is I yeah. believe what you're going to start out with. I pushed my soul in a deep dark hole and then I followed it in. I watched myself crawling out as I was crawling in. I got yeah, and it's just going to be a quick recap. I mean, we had the interview last week with Zoink um, that Shout someone David wasn't Lord. a wasn't a part of. I know. Thank you, David. Yeah, but David Lloyd stepped in as he always does. I tell he, you what, I was just happy that uh, you know when I when I called you on Skype that you answered and and you and David didn't run off and start a podcast without me. I yeah. was a little worried. I was a little worried. You should have been get re- get replaced. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's a great uh, little discussion we had. If you didn't check that out, that's what if you're like, what the heck is this on my podcast feed? That's what that is. And um. But yeah, I've been playing the game a lot more. Uh, it's such a great game, and it really looks so gorgeous. I can't help but say how how good it looks on Switch. It it's a better port than the Wii U version. It just looks better. It runs really nice, um, and uh, it's just a solid game. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a puzzle. It's an adventure puzzler game. They call it a puzzler, but really, it's an adventure game. But it's just packed with so much character. That it's just insane. Like it's it's now, so. W- this was originally funny. released for PC, right? Oh, I'm not. It probably, yeah. Okay, yeah, because it, it didn't come to yeah, like you said, it was a port to Wii U, right? And then now yeah, ported here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and we talked about that. Uh, yeah, this is actually their their self publishing. They were working with Ripstone before, like on the Wii U. But this is their I think their first self published game on the Switch. Um. So, which is really cool. No, that's uh, awesome. It's always nice to see, um, you know, small indie devs sort of build up to the point where they start publishing and and just to sort of gives you an idea like, okay, they're they're doing all right if they can start, you know, getting into the publishing game as well as uh, the development game. Totally. And we we also talked about, um, we didn't get to talk about Flipping Death, which is funny because who would have thought that... We'd have Zoink on, and we wouldn't talk about Flipping Death, really. But we did talk a little of the FIA of that uh, game that's coming out actually before Flipping Death next year, which is interesting. Um, and they said it's probably not going to be um, before PAX, probably like right after or some place near then. So, uh, yeah, I'm I bet really you will be able to, to play it at too. PAX. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be great, and that game looks sweet. If you don't know what it is, it's like it looks kind of like a it's like a, it's a three D platformer, and the art style is amazing. It's not like the Zoink style. It's like a diff, It's like a whole new different. Yeah, well, kind gonna, of. I was gonna say that I I really love um you know I haven't played Stick It to the Man, but I just mm-hmm. I love the the art style they do work with. So it's interesting oh, it's so that you good. said this game sort of branches out from that. Oh, it's completely different, and that's why I was so confused when I saw the game because I was like Zoink. And then it's like EA is publishing because they're like the first. There's like this little thing that EA is doing where they're publishing like indie games. Um, uh oh. And they're like the they're like the first one. So. Uh oh. I wonder how many micro tra- No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I think I made a joke about that too. I think I said like something like that. 
Run the away from that, EA. The only as thing fast that EA did was they put in loot boxes into the game, <laughs> or something like that. But the only anyway, way to beat the game. Yeah, yeah. I for as for sticking to the man. Um, honestly, if you're a fan of adventure games and 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 humor in general, I, it's it's a great game and don't miss it. So that's really all I have to say about it. It's, it's really great. I'm really glad I got to interview the. So. No, it, yeah. no, that was awesome. They were super nice at PAX, so I was... Uh, yep, I was same, same people. Yeah, no, I was um, excited to, what I thought, be able to talk to them as well, but I'm glad uh, David was able to join the call. Yeah, what happened was that, you know, they're based in Sweden, so their times are, like, really hard to... And it's just... Luckily, I could do it in the morning, but this Jimmy over here has a job. I know, I should have probably just quit. <laughs> just straight probably. up. Like, I, I'm doing... Doing it for the podcast. Yep, yep. It wouldn't surprise me, Jim. Now, I've Just got kidding. another it little game. Me. <laughs> Trust me, I would love to quit my job. <laughs> but, that being said, um, I've got a game that, yeah, I don't have too much to talk about because we have talked about it in the past, but it's really the, uh, only the second, probably the real second time I've actually played Jackbox Party Pack. This is the first one, and I actually brought my Switch along with me to Thanksgiving, and it it went over very well. Um, now, did you bring? Were you just playing on the screen handheld? Or no, no, I brought the the dock and everything. The and dang old set, dock. Yes, yeah, set the dang Good. old dock up. Um, Good. And it was nice and easy because uh, I mean we don't have like a crazy huge Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, I'm trying to. I mean. Maybe like twelve people, you know, give or take. You know, so oh, like, man. yeah, nothing. Yeah, like forty. Yeah, no. So it's not like a yeah. huge, crazy gathering, but enough where usually uh, my cousins want to bust out some board games. So that's why I was like, oh, perfect. I'll just bring the Switch, and uh, you know, we could play some Jackbox, and we did just that. Um, we played four of the five games. Um, we played you. You don't know Jack, which is you know like sort of the game show. Um, mm-hmm. But that that's that where game, it all started from. That game only allows four players, so we only yep. played that once. Um, yep. We played Drawful once, which was all right, but like we had like my t- my dad actually doesn't even own a smartphone; he sells a uh-huh. flip phone. So he was using like my grandma's phone, and it, it's like he didn't know how to use that, and and, <laughs> and it's just like oh god, it, it's so funny too because uh, my dad is like a truck driver, so he drives um, overnight. He a works. truck. Yes. Yeah, he is a truck. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, one night, his truck broke down. He had to walk, like, five miles to find, like, a phone. Um, oh, no. So that was, like, the the point in time when he finally got a cell phone. And uh, right. then all of a sudden, he's on that thing more than anyone, texting his friends and pictures and stuff. I'm like, I'm like the, the day he gets an iPhone or, like, an, like a, a smartphone in general, it's going to be one of those ones where he's resistant to get it. But once he gets it, he's going to freaking love that thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. iPhone but, 10 uh, ugh. or X. Boo. I'm never buying another iPhone again, dude. Why is that? Because I hate Apple. I'm sick of Why? it. Why? Ugh, just dongles and crap doesn't work when I update it, and I'm just sick of it. But anyway, that's, uh, that's a story for another day. Um, but the two games that we did really play a lot of uh, were 
first and foremost, I'm sure many could have guessed, uh, Fibbage is a great party game. And Oh, yeah. Fibbage is probably my favorite one out of the bunch. Yeah, I think so, too. And um, that game gets up to eight people. So we actually uh, we actually filled it up with eight people. Woo! So it was really fun to, to have everyone playing it. And, you know, my, my aunts were loving it. My mom was having a blast. Um, it was just fun to, like, really get to experience it with, like, people who didn't know about it. And it just worked out perfectly, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then it's the magic of Jackbox. I tell you what, uh, little game is actually, I mean, it's not a super crazy game, but just Lie Swatter, which is pretty much just a true or false game, and um, you know, it's nothing crazy about it. But it was good because the rounds were super quick. You know what I mean? You could play a game in just a matter of probably like five minutes. You know, so we were able to sort of rapid fire a bunch of those out, and yeah. of course, like the questions are so goofy, and you're like, no, there's no way that could be true, and you know, oh, that has to be true, and then and then you're completely wrong. So, yeah, that's the game that we all hated when we played it. But it, just because I could see where it'll change depending on the company you have. But it was just like, okay, this is just a random game because yeah, I mean, true or false, you just can't so, tell. It, yeah, it is, but it's like even then, you don't even really have a hint. And yeah, no, it, it like I said, I think what was what we liked about it most was it was sort of towards. Uh, the end of the night and everything was gearing down so it was just able to be like okay we could bang out a couple of these games before before we go you know where fibbage is a little bit more of a time constraint you know i mean not yeah. not that it necessarily lasts for forever each game but like i said uh i think just the appeal of uh lie swatter was just how fast you could get through a game yeah yeah i would um i would really recommend you know if you ever you know hanging out with family like that on another occasion uh, use your words is really good um and it's funny because we we actually played use your words and then we went and played jackbox and everyone was like no let's go back to use your words <laughs> like they really like that so um yeah yeah it's, uh, I, I wish there were uh, more cases where i was around that many people who wanted to play those games you know to make right. it worthwhile but i tell you what i mean why not at work case yeah. because i don't like anyone i work with um become no. friends with them yeah. no there's no one in my car underneath my blanket. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's your problem. No, but um, I tell you what, I'll, I'll definitely be busting it out at Christmas time. So, who knows? Hey, Caleb, may, maybe I'll pick up one of the go other jackpots and get under the blanket and play some fibbage. Yeah, they'll be like, Casey was fired from his job for sexual harassment <laughs> when he asked his coworkers <laughs> to join him under his blanket to play with his switch. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> now this next yeah, game uh, you've got here is uh, is a mouthful it's incredible <laughs> it's yeah how long it's, were you uh, practicing saying that <laughs> i just thought about it i just thought of it right when i uh i was gonna say yeah <laughs> uh ernog unlimited Unlimited. Earn limited, yeah. Is that what I said? It sounded like you said unlimited. Maybe I did. <laughs> anyway. Earn limited, yeah. So this is this weird game. It uh, sounds very weird. interesting. Published by Raw Fury. So I was like, okay, Raw Fury, they they brought us Goner, they brought us Kingdom, two of my favorite games like ever. 
um, especially this year. So I was like, yeah, I'll give this a try. So I, I, I signed up for the review, I played it, and um, it's quite the interesting game. It's a kind of like set, it, the best way to put it, like it's kind of, it plays kind of like Super Mario Bros. 2, um, where you jump on enemies and items and you lift them above your head and then you're carrying them. All right, interesting. Um, yeah. Is this like a platformer? Yeah, yeah, it's a side-scrolling platformer. Uh, and it's basically like you're in this main hub and all these doors are around you in this big room and they have locks and you have to go like find, like you start with one lock and then you can go through a door and that goes to a whole different section and then you try to find keys and stuff to go back to come to unlock more doors in that main hub room. Uh, and then what you're trying to do is uh, gather one of each animal that's in this world and put it in this machine that's in the main room. Uh, and that's the whole like point of the game. And so it, 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 you, it's, it's, a, it's more of a puzzle game. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's played with a 2D side-scrolling uh, platforming, but um, uh, really it's like, a, it's like a puzzling game where you're trying to figure out what items you need for these sections, um, how to get to these places, you know, and it's a, a lot of exploration. You know, it's like, well, I don't know how to get this now, so I'll just keep on trucking and, you know, and then uh, come back to it when I know, when I can. So it's it, it's like an open world type game, you know? Now, the enemies that you jump on their heads to dispose of, right, you said? Or is that for items and, and keys and stuff? So, so like, it, it's weird because, like, there'll be enemies that are walking around that shoot, like, shoot, like, little bullet things, little flames or whatever. Um, and, you know, if you get hit twice, you're dead. Um, and when you die, you lose all of the money that you have. Mm. So it's really painful. So um, one of the main things, I'll, I'll talk about the enemies in a second, but one of the main gimmicks of the game is there's teleporters, and, and you, you find gems hanging around. Now, if you grab a gem and then hit B to use it, then it puts it in your money supply. But you can take it to the teleporter, send it back to the teleporter, and then use it when you need it. That way, when you die, you won't lose it. If that makes sense. Yeah, so it almost um, seems like saving them for later is probably the better yep. option. Yeah, and so you can also teleport back with that too. So, um, but yeah, so like you know, the enemies will be like you lift them up, and then suddenly I'm holding this little this little bug guy that has that shoots above me, and I can use him as a weapon now. So I'm hold I'm just holding him, and he, you know. Oh, that's sort of cool. It, I, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then. You put them in your, and you actually have four slots of supplies that's mapped to the D-pad. So you can put like all, like four, any any object you can put in this slot. And then, so you can carry like five things basically. If you have if you have one in each slot, and then you're holding one above your head. But the thing is, is there are two different kinds of doors. There's doors that are like two blocks tall that fits your body perfectly, and then there's doors that are three blocks tall, meaning you can carry stuff in there or out. So a lot of times you'll get into a room and it's actually they're, they're cursed. And what that means is you can't put stuff into your supply. But you can take them out. You can take them out of your supply so you can bring weapons in to use in the room, but then like you can't put them back in. So you might have to just, just discard them there yeah, or try to find a way. Yeah, they almost consumable items instead of just yeah. 
Yeah, and then or, or you're just gonna have to find a door that's three blocks tall that you can bring it back out with, you know. So that's part of it. So it's just a big puzzle game. Um, it's not anything groundbreaking, uh, but it does have a really wacky neon style to it. You know, all the characters are really weird. It's 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 interesting because it's like it looks like it's a pixel game, but it's not made with pixels. It's the weirdest thing. Like you look at it and it's like, okay, that like that reminds me of a sprite-based game, but there's no sprites. Like there's no pixel-based things. Yeah. I mean, there's blocks. Like there's there's squares, you know. Yeah, but they're but not like, actually pixel. The designs, yeah. So, um, very cool though. I mean, very very uh, interesting or interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> now let, yeah. let me ask you a question. You say this is like more of a puzzle game. Now. What would you say the split is between puzzle and action? Now, obviously, you said there's enemies, and you could pick them up and sort of use them as as enemies to hit other enemies, or as weapons to hit other enemies, I should say. Um, but would you say that you know the combat? I'd say it's ninety percent puzzle, ten percent. Okay, so the the combat. combat's really just sort of it's a small thing, just yeah. sort of a, a small hurdle yeah, I mean, along it, the way. It, it's more like exploding walls, you know. To, to, to get to places and stuff like that. Um, so you're not really fighting things, and it's never really a big issue. Yeah, the fighting isn't a big part of it. The combat isn't, so. Okay, cool, cool. Now, are yeah. these puzzles, do they get difficult? Um, or is it, you know, like oh, as yeah. you go on, they, they get more complex? I mean, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, you know, a big part of it is like, well, I don't have exactly what I need now, so I'll remember where what I need and come back later. You know, and then... Uh, and then having even the right combination of items inside of like a dungeon type place, you know, like you'll you'll find birds that you can use to fly, and uh, you you can jump up and then you can use them to basically fly upwards, and you'll need them, you know. But then, so there's a lot of platforming too, like a lot of like that kind of puzzling too. So. Yeah. All right. I mean, that sounds pretty cool, but nothing yeah, it groundbreaking. Is. You said. No, it's not anything you haven't seen before. Um, you're just carrying stuff around and trying to find animals and grab them and sticking them in a machine, just like everyday life, you know. <laughs> this the daily grind. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's Ernog Earn Limited. Um, I believe it's. Fourteen ninety nine or something like that. Twelve ninety nine. I'm not sure. I'm not dang old sure. Well, maybe you should have been sure, you Jimmy. You Jim. Well, you Jimlet. Show up on my thing. <laughs> um, I'm looking. It's fourteen ninety nine. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There you have it. Cool. Well, um, I know you've been reviewing some games too. You got two of them to talk about this week, and. One of them is a game I've heard really good things about. Yes, and also has a name I don't really know how to pronounce, or at least one portion of it, and that is Aces of Luftwaffe Squadron. Are you doing a video review? No, just because I can't pronounce a name, I decided not to. I was like, nope. Dude, one of my biggest pet peeves is that never, ever make a game that you cannot pronounce. 
Ernog Unlimited is funny, but you can still see it and pronounce it. Yeah. I mean, maybe, like, when you look at that Luftwaffe, like, is that something you would not have any idea how to pronounce? That's how I how I would pronounce it, but it, it you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird word. Anyway... Yes, weird, weird word, and uh, I guess maybe not the greatest of titles, but actually a pretty great game. Um, this is a shoot 'em up in the vertical style, so you'll be, you know, working your way up the screen as enemies sort of flood in. And um, what's I think the best part about this game is how it sort of blends the classic feel of a, a vertical shoot 'em up with uh, some more modern conventions and, and ideas. That you might see more um, present-day games. So essentially, there are five missions, each with like five sub-missions um, within them. So you know, you go through the levels, and um, like I said, it's pretty, pretty faithful to the shoot 'em up genre. So it's just a lot of um, getting power-ups and taking enemies down. Um, you actually. It is a squadron of four, so when you play solo, uh, you'll have your main, you know, your main pilot, and then to his left, right, and behind, there'll be three more pilots, and they actually sort of just mirror your moves. So when you're playing single player, it's actually, it almost feels like one huge ship, because they okay. all have firepower, you know what I mean? And they're pretty tight together. Now, you can lose some of your uh, AI uh co-pilots that's the word i'm looking for and uh you know they'll be out of the battle for a short while but they will respawn and come back and what's really satisfying is that the power-ups in this game just feel so good so as you're going through you know it's pretty standard like i said with uh, other shoot 'em ups you know you just kill enemies and random power-ups will drop you know you go gather them up and you continue to get stronger now unlike um you know classic shoot 'em ups where you'll die and then you'll sort of go back to that being really underpowered and you'll have to start gathering power-ups again. Uh, this, you actually keep all of your power-ups, but you only have, um, I think depending on the difficulty, uh, there's a normal, hard, and an extreme difficulty, and I think it's four, three, and two lives, respectively. So, you know, you can die and, um, you know, you're not going to lose all your power-ups and sort of be behind the eight ball where you can't really push right. forward, you know? So right. I, I think that's a good thing because it, it just seems like a very archaic design choice, you know, to, to eat quarters back in the day and, and make people, you know, sort of have to restart the game. So I like that yeah. they don't completely get rid of that. Now, what is cool and sort of makes it more modern is that you get... A skill tree for each of your pilots now as you play through you get these tokens and they'll be rewarded for killing certain enemies or just completing the mission um, and you can use these tokens to, to upgrade each of your pilots and give them different abilities so early on on the the tree you'll see power-ups that are sort of maybe oh it'll increase this pilot's rate of fire or it'll increase their damage by five percent and you know these are all those are obviously really good things but as you continue yeah. to put tokens into the skill tree and work your way down, you can get some really cool things. Um, like the one pilot, she can actually heal you you and your other co-pilots. Um, there's one where it just triggers power-ups to drop. 
more frequently and then ultimately to the point where you can actually just call them in um, on a cooldown. So you could be like, give me a power up, then you got to wait 30 seconds and then you can, you know, keep spamming that every 30 seconds and continue to power up. Um, cool. And it's just really cool and fun to sort of mix and match um, because like one of the uh, really cool abilities is like it triggers a slowdown where all the enemies, you know, obviously they don't come to a complete stop, but everything moves very slowly, so it makes navigating through a very crowded battlefield uh, much easier. And it, it was just really fun to continue to earn tokens and just sort of dive into that skill tree and and play and mix and match with each of the different pilots' abilities to sort of sort of tailor the game you know, the gameplay to how you want it to be, you know, with the different power-ups, which I thought was really, really great. Totally. Now, what's also really cool is this game is fully voice-acted, and, like, the production value, I mean, the graphics and the visuals are very nice. They're, I'd say they're sort of plain, in a, but in a good way, you know, not... They don't... I'm trying to say, it's like... You're not going to look at this game and be like, oh my god, it's the most visually stunning game I've ever seen, you know? But uh-huh, yeah. but I feel like the art direction matches what it's trying to do. Um, it, it's goofy, the characters are really goofy, um, they're always bickering between each other, and like they, you know, obviously each have their distinct personalities. And, and what's really funny, actually, is that um, each character sort of has like their own quirk, that'll randomly come up in battle and sort of take them temporarily out of the battle. Um, for instance, the one pilot, uh, she's afraid of heights, ironically enough. Uh, so sometimes, like, the battle will be like, oh, we need to pull up altitude, you know, like, there's too much stuff going down here, or there's an enemy up higher. And, uh, you know, she'll be like, oh, like, I can't go up that high, guys, I'm sorry. And she, like, backs away, and then it's just you and your other two pilots. Um Okay. The the one pilot actually just falls asleep at the wheel. Like just the middle of combat just falls asleep and his plane just sort of starts drifting and you sort of need to uh protect him to make sure he doesn't take too much damage. So it it's just really weird um right. and strange, but like I, I think it works well. Um like I said, I mean pretty much the story of the game is like a as World War Two is coming to an end the Germans uh, set an assault on American soil with the aces of Luftwaffe. And, um, you know, there are a number of highly skilled enemies, you know what I mean? So that's each mission is sort of going to take out one of these aces and, and sort of your way there. So mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, a World War Two going after Krauts, you know, like, but then it's very lighthearted and goofy at the same time, so. Well, that's good. Yeah, so I, I think uh, I think it plays really well. Um, you know, the, when you bump up the difficulty, it gets really, really tough, um, especially later levels where um, some of the... Well, actually, I should say what I do love about the design, the level design of the game, is that they, they vary it up quite a bit between missions, you know, where one mission might be very bullet hellish, where it's like they're just going to be an unbelievable amount of enemies and bullets flying your way. And I'm going to need to navigate between these bullets and sort of play defense, you know what I mean? Like, make sure, try and take out as much as I can, but make sure I live. And then other missions are, the enemies are more scarce, and it's more, oh, here comes this really big plane that has ten different little targets on it that I need to blow up to end it, you know what I mean? So, I felt like 
they varied up between missions enough um, that it felt fresh the entire time. And each mission actually has like a side quest or a side uh, objective, you know, where certain it'll be like, oh, there, um, you know, we need to drop supplies to our troops on the ground. Um, try, you know, hit 10 crate drops. And as you're going through the level, you'll see like a, a little, just a, you know, something on the screen that sort of indicates like, hey, this is where you want to go drop it. So you got to go over there and sort of hover over that area for a short period of time in order to drop it. And that sounds easy, but when things are getting really hectic, you know, it becomes a challenge. Mm -hmm. Like, do I want to risk going over there and, and dropping that and trying to work towards the bonus uh, mission? Or do I want to just concentrate on what, you know, my task at hand? So I think uh, it does enough uh, between levels to keep it fresh and adding the side missions, I think, uh, really helped to just make the levels fun and, and things to do other than just completely dodging or blowing up enemies. Cool. 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 So that's a uh, aces of Luftwaffe squadron. Yeah. Dash squadron. <laughs> yeah, no, cool. uh, very fun game. If you like shoot 'em ups, I'd, uh, I'd highly recommend it. I mean, you kind of just played through rive, which is a, a different kind of yeah that will shoot them up yeah I, well i mean i really do like shoot em ups um yeah that rive is definitely more platformy more modern age like i said this one really grabs that harkens back to yeah it grabs that arcade. formula of the old school shoot em up vertical shoot em up like you, you've played a game like this before you know most likely if you if you are a fan of shoot em up you know you definitely played a game gotcha. similar to this but i think the skill tree and uh, all the other little things it does uh, sort of helps separate it from from that and sort of brings it to a more present-day feel while, uh, like you said, harkening back to the old days. Cool. Well, um, before we get into Resident Evil Revelations collection discussion, uh, we are going to veer in the complete, absolute complete opposite direction. Um it's just kind of like that it'll do it'll do it'll do <laughs> yeah kind of like that uh but we're gonna first talk about a game that uh should be talked about and that is snipper clips plus Yeah, I uh, I did the review for the site, and uh, basically, um, I'm not going to talk too much about it because really, what it is is it's more of what you love. Um, it's exactly what you'd hope. It's more content. Uh, there's two new worlds. Uh, there was three originally, you know, and then there's so it's two more. So you know, let's see how much. That's sixty-six percent more. There you go. Point six. 66.6. Yeah, don't, don't skimp. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's also uh, the Blitz mode, but they added three new game modes to that, which is cool, uh, which doubled the game modes for that. Uh, and now Blitz mode is where you – it's like a – it can be – it's like a four-player battle royale type thing right now um, where you can snip each other uh, during it, and that that's, that's part of the – of the uh, strategy, but the, there's different kinds of games. Like there's, I think there's basketball, right, and I think hockey and something. But the new ones, 
there is a, um, uh, a turf war type game, uh, just like Splatoon. Oh, that's interesting. Y- yeah, like you're 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 painting the area, and then whoever has the most when the timer's done wins. And you can also, you know, remember a big part of it is you can cut into the other players to make them smaller. So you know, if if you're really big and they're small at the very end, it's like you know you're gonna totally win. So. Um, yeah, so that that I really like that game. Uh, one of them is uh, I think they call it Keep Away, but it's it's weird because it's we didn't we Jill and I we, we were trying to figure out what the point of the, there's no instructions. We're like, what is the deal with this thing? But basically, it's the first team to drop. Uh, there they have like, there's like three balls that they have that like once one of them drops then another one comes and so the first one to like lose all of the all of their balls will lo- lose basically so once those are out interesting so so it's like they're holding them on top of their head and so uh you know you, you're trying to like knock other people's off while retaining yours you know mm-hmm. and 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 you get three so um I think that's way better for four players. It makes a lot more sense than just two, but it was still pretty fun. Like it was kind of wild. like you know, like you throw it up in the air and then you go yeah and tackle them and then try to go back and grab your ball as it's dropping. You know, so it's <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's good. Um, and then the last one is this like bug catching, where you're trying to grab bugs and and scoop them into your bottle at the bottom of the screen. Like catching lightning bugs. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Um, so, uh, playing with four people is great because, you know, you can cut into each other to make scoops and then try to grab it and push. And then also you can have people working offensively trying to go to the other players and you can actually grab them out of the other people's bottle, uh, you know, to, so, cause it's like the way it works is like when they get like, there's small flies and there's medium and big and, and the big ones are worth like three and the small ones are worth like one point so whenever they hit like i think like five or six or or eight points or something like that then they get then they win the round so before they get that that amount of points you, you can go and grab them out of there and stuff like that so lots of fun you know quick little quick little fun games that just you know a good good complimentary uh, games to, to the main snipper clips game. Yeah, you know? yeah, it might not be something you're gonna play hours for on end, but always fun to, like you said, especially. I mean, we played a couple of those um, when we're in packs together, you know, with Jill and Kate. So it, yeah, some of those four um, four player games, like you said, like maybe not quite as much fun when there's only two, but when you get to that four player sort of craziness going it on, get, it it can get very wacky. Yeah, it's sort of when uh, that's where it really shines, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, we actually downloaded the DLC um, just the other day. Uh, we have not actually gotten to play with it just because uh, been so busy lately. But hopefully, right. sometime this week, probably start diving into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's worth it. It's a lot of the puzzle design is really great. But um, everyone knows about Snipper Clips, but people don't know about Resident Evil Revelations. That hasn't been released for for a Nintendo console, has it? Oh well, wait, yeah, it has. Yeah. It only originated on one, Yajimbo. Yeah, but let's talk about both. Resident Evil Revelations and Resident Evil Revelations 2.
Yes, sir. Now, I think uh, it only makes sense to talk about Revelations 1 first. Um, I mean... <laughs> I thought you were going to say 2 first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget, well, makes sense. Forget that 1. Um, I mean, I played Resident Evil Revelations on my 3DS back... Uh, Me too. I forget when... 2012. It, I must have gotten in, I'm trying to think, 2014? Because I remember... I got it from uh, Capcom. It was on sale for 20 bucks physical. And I picked that up. And then I remember I was like, well, I only paid $20 for this. So I'm going to use that other $20 to import the Circle Pad Pro to play it proper. And uh, oh. uh, yeah, so I actually played that sucker with, you know, popped my See, my huge 3DS into my huge that's awesome. 3DS. Into the boat. Yeah, it, it's, it's awesome. It feels good, actually. See, oh, yeah. I, uh, I use the new 3DS XL, the nub. Mm. See, yeah, I think that I um, I played that game before the new came out, so we did not have. Oh the nub. yeah, yeah, and it would, uh, it'd be uh, way better with the uh, I'm, Circle Pad Pro. Well, I'm glad to hear that it supported the nub. Yeah, yeah, all the nub does all the oh Circle all Pad of the stuff. Circle Pad Pro, yep. But uh, you know, I remember literally during the bosses when I played it on 3DS, I had to grab a paper towel and wrap it up and put it on my thumb because it, it just the grip wouldn't work mm, yeah it is awful very bad i don't know why they didn't just put a tiny little circle pad maybe because it's too delicate or something i don't know yeah I don't, but weird weird but yeah yeah i played it on 3ds as well it was like you know capcom's had it on sale for down to five bucks they're practically the giving it away yeah so um yeah, I, I really liked it. I mean, it. I, I really haven't played... I think that's really the only Resident Evil game that I've, like, completed. Interesting. I, I haven't really... Yeah, I haven't really been into Resident Evil games. Like, I've definitely played them, you know. Um, yeah, but never seen sure. them. I, I, I mean, I, I, I've played Resident Evil 4, but not, like, from start to finish, like, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I really want to play that. I hope that comes to Switch. That's a good game. Honestly, uh, you should pick it up on the Switch. Uh, on the Switch, that'd be nice. Um, you can pick it up on the Wii, and the motion. I have it on the oh, Wii. Oh, so to say, the motion controls actually work pretty well with that. Oh yeah, it sounds see, exactly. So, yeah, that's one of the things that they added in the Switch version is motion controls, and um, it's funny because it, both in our in our reviews, you said you didn't like it. I said I liked it. Now, I only liked it when I was playing in handheld mode because it feels like Breath of the Wild. It feels like that sort of extra aiming. Like It's definitely what it's designed for is what I realized because when you're playing with the Joy-Cons like not attached, it I did not like it at all. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe when it's in handheld, they almost act more like gyros than, than actually pointer controls, you know what I mean? And, and like, right. and like I exactly yeah because when exactly when I was um when I played motion controls I played with the Joy Cons that d- detached you know one in each hand and you know at first I'm like okay let me see here and and like the my cr- aimer or crosshair or whatever you want to call it there was sort of um sort of all over the place and I'm like all right let me just really sit sit like hold it very still and see if I could get this, and it would continue to, like, even though I wasn't really moving the controller, like, any, it was still all over the place and, and led to a lot of missed, um, missed fire, so. Yeah, I, I, I felt that the, 
at least in Revelations, like the first one, I haven't played two yet. Um, the vertical worked really well, but going left to right didn't. Um, it didn't register it very well when doing it, like like you just said. But yeah, it's weird. But um, when playing in handheld, very cool for me. Uh, now, the other mode that I never tried originally on the 3DS is the raid mode. Um, this this caught me completely off, uh, uh, like by surprise. Um, it's so fun and it's so cool. It's a great idea. Yeah, I um I was actually surprised because yeah I had not really, um, I don't think I played it at all on on um, Revelations one back in the day. Yeah. Well, you had to unlock it. Like you had to beat the game. Uh, so and that, then it unlocked. So that was which probably is so weird. Because then I probably beat the game and was just sort of like, well, I'm done, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. When I played uh, some some raid mode here. I mean, I don't know how different they are. I'm pretty sure I read that the raid mode was uh, expanded quite a bit from 1 to 2. Because um, I think... I mean, I guess we're just sort of talking about both all at the same time here. Uh, with Revelations yeah. 2, as far as the story and gameplay mode go, I know in Revelations 1 it was sort of like, okay, you're on the ship, and it's very classic feel. You're going to be more stealth and sneaking around, more survival, and then you'd be on those... Uh, the other parts where it'd be more run and gun, you're just going to be mowing down enemies. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really felt like I mentioned it. It felt like an arcade shooter, like you know, you're just kind of leading down a path and shooting stuff. And yeah, yeah. now where in Revelations two, the entire story feels much more um, survival. It still skews uh, to to quite a bit of action. So you know, it, it's. You're not going to be, like, running out of ammo every two seconds. That's not to say that you could just literally pump all of your bullets into all enemies and there'll always be ammo to find. But as long as you're sort of being smart with your ammo, I never really ran into an issue. You know what I mean? Um, there, yeah. I tried to be stealthy when I could. Like, there were some enemies that you'd sneak up behind and that you'd be able to one-shot hit them with a, a nice stealth attack where if you were using ammo on them, you'd have to pump them with quite a bit of bullets to get them to expose their weak point to actually be able to kill them. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, trying to do stuff like that con to conserve your ammo, I guess, sort of helped me n never really run into the issue of running out of ammo. But, so the main gameplay for all of the chapters is very similar. You know, it doesn't have that very contradicting two different styles in, in one campaign. So the more run-and-gun, arcade feel is limited to the raid mode so it's nice that they sort of expanded gotcha. the raid mode to be like if you really like those sections of just running gunning mowing enemies down and you just love the action element of it then raid mode is going to be perfect for you and you can sink tens if not hundreds of hours into raid mode if it hooked you you know what i mean it's definitely one of those things that yeah like there's a progression system that's huge yeah and levels up tons of if there's a ton to do in that mode did you use your amiibo? Oh, uh, no. Oh, my goodness, dude. Okay, so you can use amiibo to unlock BP. And, uh, like, okay, for instance, you probably play a mission four or five minutes, and you get, like, what? A, I, I can't even tell. Like, maybe 1,000 or 1,500 BP, something like that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, something in there. Well, <laughs> you can scan Amiibo and you can get anywhere from a thousand to like eight thousand oh, wow. BP every day. Every Amiibo you have. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, like I <laughs> put through all of mine. I'm gonna be okay, BP rich. I have a, I have a hundred and fifty thousand BP. It was great. <laughs> it's fantastic. And I was like, this is, this just feels, this just feels right. <laughs> finally the amiibo are worth something yeah finally I can use my duck hunt amiibo <laughs> but uh yeah I, I thought that was kind of I, well, that's a fun little idea I wish that all games did something like that now that's just kind of giving you stuff but a little extra thing it's, it's just kind of cute you know so now, how did you like the story of uh, Re- Revelations 1? And, and also, how did you like the bouncing between the two different styles of gameplay, you know? Or is there one that you preferred and you wished the whole game skewed to a little bit more? Or did you sort of like how it gave you a little bit of uh, bo- best of both worlds? Okay, well, I liked, I liked the general story of Revelations. I think the idea of um, there was this... Pl- uh, was it an island? Maybe it was an island, but it, it, it was a place where um, uh, something bad happened and all these creatures got out, like were made, and then, uh, or they, no, they were, it was like attacked. That's what it was. It was attacked like a chemical attack. And then all these creatures, uh, you know, people mutated and stuff. And then so they just sold, they did like a solar bomb type thing and just burned everything on the island but then then there's still some things that still there and you know just like a whole terrorist group attack and i think it's it's a pretty fun little story um like the the script is is so like cheesy like it's so you know like i think that's sort of like the entirety of it's Resident thing. Evil, yeah, is like right. It's such right. like and a, I get that. A, a gritty, real. You know, I feel like they go for all right. The characters are believable, and then yeah, it's like the lines are so cheesy between them. You know, it's like oh. well, it's just yeah, like like at the beginning, you know, when you you play as like you said on the on there's a different part where you play as Chris, um, Redfield, and uh, you're walking through, and he's with his partner, and his partner's going, so do you like? me more than your other partner or it's yeah and it's like oh like like what like in between shooting zombie wolves <laughs> like it, it, it's just it's it's ridiculous i got bigger fish to fry right now and then like you meet this guy and and you know he's being super dramatic and, it, and it, it's like why are you acting like this and and he says stuff like i, I saved it nothing will change unless you get your hands dirty yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that kind of that a, sounds very Resident Evil to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then like the little diaries you find are so cheesy, but they're they're pretty great. Like, it shows people like that are going insane, and then and then that are mutating and stuff. Yeah, and then like the last page is like, I'm hungry, oh, brains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I appreciate like I, that I, even despite you know. Uh, <laughs> Like more <laughs> mutating into some sort of mutant, he was still able to write down his last thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, there, there's one that says, "Like, this monster was bad. I knew this mission would suck from the moment I took it. My my head feels like it's going to split open. I lost an eye already. 
It's hard to see. I feel like crap. Arms are starting to feel weird too. This is really from the game. <laughs> brains, yeah. brains. Yeah, th- those are present in Revelations too as well. Lo- oh, perfect. Yeah. That good. So, so pretty much the the story with Revelations two is that um, it starts o- open with uh, Claire Redfield, and uh, you're at this terror save party, which is sort of like an anti uh, terrorist, you know, biological terrorist group or whatever, and. Uh, you're there with Moira Burton, which is Barry Burton's daughter, and um, these people uh-huh. these people break in and they kidnap you two, um, and you sort of wake up and you're like, "What is going on here?" Uh, you've got this bracelet on your wrist, and like you're in like a, a cell, and all of a sudden the door opens and you you go out and then you find Moira, and um, then all of a sudden you you find out there's an overseer who's watching your every moves and monitoring your your like how scared you are with that bracelet and stuff. And um, uh-huh. so you're, you're pretty much like, okay, we need to get out of here. And you find out you're on an island, right? And she's obviously they're like put, injecting you with uh, one of the viruses and and just seeing how it, it works. And they've got all these like traps and set up for you here. And, and you're trying to escape and – then you're sort of learning about who the overseer is. Obviously, I'm not going to spoil any of that. And, you know, it's not like the most revolutionary story, but I felt like it was uh, interesting enough and it, it kept yeah, it going. I mean, it's, and, yeah, it's classic and tried and true type thing. Yep, and, and the way this and way Revelations 2 works is it was released episodically. Um, so you've got four episodes. Obviously, all four in this collection for the Switch are just available to you right away. And, um, in each chapter, you start with Barry and, I mean, excuse me, Claire and Moira, and then you, you do your spiel, and then then you take control of Barry Burton, which is the first time he's been playable, actually, in the, the franchise, so that's pretty cool, because um, who doesn't love Big Barry? Um, and then he meets yeah. this little girl, Natalia, or Natalia, I, I forget exactly. Yeah, probably Natalia. Um, and you're, you're like, okay, what is this little girl doing on this island, and... And it's similar areas, and um, as you were going through with the earlier parties, so it's sort of cool to see how that plays together. Now, no spoilers. Yes, I'm not spoiling anything. Um, okay, good. But now let me tell you what is my biggest gripe with the game, and that is just the fact, the partners in general. It's like, ah, Resident Evil games. You're supposed to be alone and isolated and scared and trying to figure these things out, and I think. When you have a partner, it just sort of dampens that, that, totally. how scary That's it is, big, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, oh, I, That happens a lot in, in the first one, you know, you're kind of always with someone. I mean, you split off a bunch, but... Yeah, yeah see, this, this one, you don't really... I mean, there are definitely times when you split away a little bit, and, like, you can, you know, be like, hey, stay over here, because I gotta go do something over here, but... It's, just stay over here. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Would you shut up? Stay at the beginning of the game and let me go play the rest of it by myself. <laughs> now, okay, so not only is it annoying to have a second character there, because like I said, it just provides a level of comfort that I don't want in a Resident Evil game, you know? I, I want to feel uneasy going into these areas. I don't want to be comfortable. But what's more annoying is that you are forced to change between these characters and... Um, you know, there are certain points where, like, when you are with Barry's side of the story, like, obviously, 
Natalie's a little tiny girl, so, like, there'll be openings in the wall that, oh, she could sort of slip through and go, you know, find a way to open the door while Barry waits. You know, and I think that's a, a solid implementation. But with, um, with Moira, she's got a crowbar, so it's like, there's like, oh, that door needs to be pried open. And it's like, I wish I could be like, okay, great, go do it, you know? But it's like, oh, I gotta switch to her, run to the door, hit the button to open it, and then switch back and protect her. And, and yeah. it doesn't sound like, oh, okay, like, oh, right, oh you gotta switch characters real quick. But, you know, there's quite a bit of switching that just, it would feel so much easier if I could just say, hey, go do that. Now, that, <laughs> do, now honestly, though, like, yeah. those were minor. Now, what really, really is infuriating. Oh, man, there's more. Yes, so, oh, God, it, this is, like, the stupidest thing of all time. Okay, so, obviously, as you're going through, like, you see those little sparkle of an item, right? And you can go over and pick it up. Yeah, yeah. In this game, you see that sparkle, and then I can't pick it up as Claire. I need to switch to Moira and have her shine the flashlight on it. And then it gives you, like, this, the lamest little jingle. And like, and then you can go pick it up. And But Why? it's like, oh, I saw it with uh, with Claire. Why can't I? I literally have to go flash the flashlight on there. Now, in Barry's side of the story, he has a flashlight on him. So I'm like, okay, well, at least maybe, just maybe, I won't need to Why switch don't... characters. But no. <laughs> and? I need to switch <laughs> to this little girl. And she literally points at it with her finger. And then you hear the little jingle, and then you can go pick it up. And it's just like... Wait, wait, wait. I mean, just like anything? No, like, there are obviously, like, if you see, um, like, an herb like or an herb? ammo. No, you could pick that up. It's oh, it's okay. when there's, like, a little glimmer, like, of like of a more hidden item. You know what I mean? Like, oh, gotcha. it's on the yeah. floor by the bookshelf in the oh, corner. It, it, is there a scanner in this one? No. Okay. See, I kind of like the scanner in the first one. Um, you know, like Metroid Prime, you know, you kind of search the level, find hidden objects, stuff that can, you know, like ammo and stuff like that. I, I like No, it. I, I mean, I like finding stuff like that. And, and yeah, no, I think the scanner was a better way to do it. But yeah, just than pointing a flashlight a fla- or, or just pointing. I, I swear, dude, I'll show you um, some video later of, of the little girl just pointing at this item. <laughs> It's like, oh my god, but uh, <laughs> I can't wait. But yeah, I mean, uh, th- that's my biggest gripe of the game. But otherwise, I mean, um, Revelations Two it looks gorgeous. Um, the environments are, you know, they're just unbelievable. Um, you know, some of the areas you go into, they're just so gruesome and and grimy and disgusting, and you, like there's bodies hanging, and it's just so eerie um, that it, it really helps <laughs> set the mood to just like. Man, this game is weird. You know, it's scary. Right. And then it's Japanese weird, like Japanese horror, um, which is just different. Like, <laughs> I I was just playing, like you know, you're in the the depths of a cruise ship, and you go into the this room, and you look over, it and there's there's a washing machine going, but it, you can <laughs> you can just see in the window that it's just blood. Like circling around Sloshing in the washing around. machine, just for, for for no reason, like just to be scary. Oh, you know? yeah. Uh, it's just. I funny, mean, so. I, yeah. I'm not gonna spoil any of the 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 locations, but yeah. there are just definitely some spots where I go like, 
And, and what I think was one of the coolest feelings I had was when I'd be outside in like a relatively open and and an area you sort of felt safe in. You know, it's like okay, I'm out here. Uh-huh. I'm sort of like by a beach. Like yeah, it's a little creepy out here, but I, I feel safe. And then it's like all right, oh, but I need to go in that building. And then you sort of climb down a few flights of stairs, and then you're just in like, it's like oh my god, it's like I, I I'm trapped in this tight little area, and there's blood and just horrible things going on all over the place and it's just like it was sort of uh cool to capture like literally 30 seconds ago i felt like i was in a spot where i was okay and now i feel like i am absolutely in a world of trouble uh-huh. but i i mean yeah. I, overall i revelations 2 um i mean to me i really like the older style resident evils you know one and two especially especially uh four is great you know but it's like I love four, but it's not really a Resident Evil game. It, you know, it's 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 much more action game. Um, I think Revelations Two has a very nice balance of you know action with sort of survival horror and some light puzzle elements that it, it just sort of hits the the nail on the head for me. Um, maybe I would okay. have liked it a little little more, a little more uh, survival horrorish. You know what I mean? If I could be nitpicky, but I really think it hits a nice balance between the two. Yeah. Cool. Well, what's the main setting for the game? Sorry if I missed that. I, like, I mean, it, it's that island. You know. So, like, you wake up on, okay. uh, like I said, you wake up on this island and you sort of need to discover, like, gotcha. everything. And then, yeah, Barry is looking for his daughter. So, that's why he goes to the island and that's when he meets the little girl. So, yeah, it's, it's all taking yeah. place on this island. Yeah, I really dig the aesthetic of the original. Like, I love the the ha- the haunted, not haunted, but the the the, the zombie cruise ship of and and it's cool because you can actually find out more about the ship. Like, if you explore and like look at documents and stuff, and how it was like originally like made in in the early nineteen hundreds, and then the terrorist group took it and updated and completely upgraded everything to make it modern. But it still has like all that like freaky like turn of the century design you know in it i just i think that i i really i like that so no it, it can create some some creepy stuff i think the idea of being stuck on this you know infected infested cruise ship in the middle of the ocean is just really eerie too because it's like yeah and it's, it's awesome. like where the island like you said I, I had those spots where you know i was out out by a bluff or by the beach where you're like, okay, like I sort of, there's a town over there and, you know, there's probably some bad stuff going on in there. But like right here, I feel like I'm all right. Where on that cruise boat, you, you really never felt safe because even, no. you know, even if you were in a spot that was relatively open, all of a sudden enemies could come and it's like, in real realistically, it's like you're on a boat. Where the hell are you going to go, you know? Right. Yeah. So really claustrophobic, I which I really think is, is fun and yeah, but man, if those Resident Evil, I mean, it could just be so cheesy and so Japanese cheesy, and I I, li- I like it a lot. I don't know if it's the same in, in the second one. No, like I said, I think that's sort of a present through all, it, it, and that's what I sort of, it sort of keeps it lighthearted where, like, most of the game is sort of gruesome and more on a serious tone, you know, where, like... Yeah. And, and like I said, I don't know if they necessarily meant to be cheesy in their earlier games, and then it just came off as so cheesy just because, you know, voice acting back in 1996 was probably oh. just the people in the office. So, I mean, like, 
yeah, sure, I'll talk for the game into a microphone, you know? <laughs> oh, no! With zero context, you know what I mean, between conversations, yeah. yeah. But, no, yeah. I I really, really liked, really, really liked Revelations 2, and uh, I look forward yeah. to um, and- playing some raid mode online with you. Yes, yes, yes. And, like, and I really enjoyed Revelations playing through it again. Uh, looks great on Switch. Um, I like the little upgrades they did. And it's just a great port. I, I, I didn't have any issues with it. And online, I played with people. Um, and, uh, you know, I made, like, a little lobby type thing. And within a minute, I got someone coming in. And this was before launch. So, and we played, and I had no issues. Yeah, when I tried to play online, uh, we either... I mean, I'm guessing the servers were up because it did let me try to find someone, uh, but I, I never got anyone to join. So I just I don't know if that was just due to, um, you know, just if it's just probably yeah, no, not enough players, players going on. So yeah, that's yeah. going to be definitely something we go back and check out for. Uh, It'll be great, but I mean, uh, but I, I, it was it worked really well, and it's like one of it's like what there's a multiplayer game like add on that you can play online with people and you can play locally like download play or not download but local wireless which is so cool you know so i think it's really i mean for for 20 bucks you know for you know if you were to buy separately like that's a really good deal so no good stuff i love i love totally the only thing that sucks which i think we should talk about is how how stupid is it that you have to download resident evil 2 or the revelations 2 which is like how many gigs? Um, Revelations two. Wasn't it something like twenty six gigs or something like that? I think so. Yeah, because I think I remember. I was like, oh, maybe it's going to be like eight or nine. But yeah, let's see. Revelations one is thirteen gigabytes of uh, of space. Which obviously, if you pick it up physical, that sort of gets rid of that. But yeah, Revelations two is download only, and that is twenty six gigs. So. That is quite a bit. Yeah. So, why didn't they make the the second one? I wonder if you know the physical. I wonder game. if twenty twenty six gigs on one of those carts might not. You know what I mean? I don't know what the file size is. Yeah. Because even like um, what game was it that was? It, I think Doom. Right. It's like you can buy it physical, but for the multi you know multiplayer online aspect yeah, of it you need to download yeah. quite a bit more gigs so yeah. i'm thinking that maybe it's just either it was like you need to pay more for a bigger card and capcom didn't want to do that or you yep. know whatever the deal is yep, but probably yep let me tell you anyway, if you have an yeah. sd card it's worth the 26 gigs cool and you know you can always just if you don't want it just delete it and then you can download it whenever you want it doesn't take long to de- It'll only take David Lloyd, what's <laughs> four or five days to download that. Yeah, maybe by Christmas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now, I think that's going to bring us to the end of what we've been playing, but I am going to give us a little tease for some uh, for a giveaway that is very um, relatable what? to what we were just talking about. And uh, I th- We're going to give away some Snipper Clips yeah. DLC codes. Woo! I wish, man. That'd be great, actually. Not but really. But we got something better. Yeah, that would be cool. But you're gonna have What's to uh, you're gonna have to wait till after the old uh, eShop and news block to find out exactly what it is. A little, All right, little well tease. let's take a little break. Let's take a little break, and then when we come back, you can e- 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 tell e-haw. us.
Alrighty, we are back and it is time for the old eShop Roundup. Yeehaw! Finally! Only 11 games. Yeah, I was. I, I looked at the list and I'm like, oh wow. Is it finally a. a I don't want to say a lull of a week, but a, a, a normal week opposed to just being yeah. bombarded, but nope. Not again. No. Yeah, but man, so. 11 games. Uh, the first one being Neo Geo. Oh, it wouldn't be a week. Would not be a week. If it wasn't now, the old Neo Geo, baby. This this ain't no shooter. Shoot 'em up. This ain't no fighting game. Then I don't want to hear it. It's the it's the other one. Oh, it must the be sports a sports game. game. <laughs> yep. Soccer Brawl. This one looks pretty fun, actually. I love the name. Yeah. Maybe it is a fighting game. Like I, said. I was going to say, maybe it's the predecessor to um, Mario Strikers. Slam there people into the walls and stuff. Yeah. Rocket League. That actually looks pretty cool. It does. <laughs> they, yeah. I don't know if they're supposed to, but they look like robots. Yeah. Just kicking the crap out of each other. It says punch, kick, anything goes. The battling soccer of the 21st century begins now. <laughs> 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 oh, that's, that's amazing. amazing. Oh, yeah, Jinx, you owe me a soda. I'm not getting Pepsi. Then I don't yeah, want seven, it. <laughs> hey, in, staged in the near future, teams feature seven robot players instead of the normal 11 players. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that they, they nailed the aesthetic then because that's exactly what they look like. Yep. Now, that was $7.99, and this next one is also $7.99, but... It's not a Neo Geo game. Yeah, what do they think? They can't just they can't charge that. Yeah. But what's the game? This is transcripted. A unique yeah. mix of twin stick shooter and match three. Yeah, it looks pretty fun. It looks it's kinda cool. It reminds me of uh of that Neo uh what was that game called? The little fighter shooter thing. That Graceful explosion Na- oh, machine. Oh, nano, nano assault. Oh, nano okay. Assault. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, it kind of just reminds me of that a little bit, but like the aesthetic a little. Yeah, it looks but, uh, interesting, actually. Yeah, it does. Like like you said, I, I guess you're sh- you're trying to shoot and maybe uh, um match up some threes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to read here. Uh, get 25 core campaign missions and five challenge levels. For scoring competitions, so mm. looks cool. That sounds up your alley. It looks like a really nice looking game. Yeah, definitely worth uh, keeping an eye out for. Now, this next game, I believe uh, I've never played it, but I know it's pretty popular, and that is Letter Quest Remastered for fourteen ninety nine on the old Nintendo Switch. Now, you say this is pretty popular. I I feel like I've heard this name quite a bit. Okay. M- maybe maybe it's just. One of one of the, or two people I'm following on Twitter or something that talk about it, but <laughs> I, I feel like I've seen this yeah. this name crop up quite a bit. I don't really know too much about it. Yeah, I've heard some. I've read some good reviews on it, and uh, apparently it's pretty dang fun. Spell words and, to uh, battle monsters and earn gems that can be used to purchase upgrades, books, special items, potions, and much more. Letter Quest is a turn-based RPG featuring high-res artwork, clever wordplay, and two great soundtracks. All right. Well, there you go. It's kind of like Scrabble RPG. 
I, see, it's funny. I wonder, uh, that might be a, right up Caitlin's alley. She likes those word games. Totally. That nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of nerds, stick it to the man, baby. Ooh, stick it to the man is out. We talked about it a bunch. For, I believe it's fourteen ninety nine. Yep. Yeah, check stick it out. Stick it to it's, the man. It's a spaghetti hand that comes out of a guy's head that can read other people's minds. Pretty great. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Next up, we've got Mantis Burn Racing for nineteen ninety nine. Now this is a, a modern top down style racing game that combines physics based gameplay with intuitive arcade racing and highly Man, that... competitive, fast, and addictive racing. I tell you what, that looks gorgeous. It does. You see that that mountain snowy? Oh, that's the one that caught my eye. Man, that one looks like a, a photo. And like, look, uh, as you can see in that picture too, it, it looks like uh, you could blow up your your fellow racers. Yeah, it, it looks interesting. Um, it does. Pretty cool. Even like the the some of the darker stages. I mean, look how small your vehicle is. You know. Yeah, and look, you could play uh, split screen tabletop mode looks with great. the Joy Cons. <laughs> yeah, I like that picture. No, that actually uh, looks pretty it looks cool. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's nineteen ninety nine. Um, I believe. Do we have a review on the site for that? I don't know. Um, I don't think. I don't we think do. so. Which is a shame because it looks. Yes, pretty cool. we do. No, we have a preview. That's what it was. I knew we had a preview. Jared Ro- Rosenberg has a preview up on the site. So. Oh, dude! I tell you what, I um, I had the opportunity. To potentially go see that game in New York City, um, they had like a preview event, but I was well, why didn't you, you, Jimmy? I was again stuck at stupid old work, and bang oh, old sons of guns, ruining my day. But no, that game looks rad. It's okay, totally. Might have to check that out. Yeah. Now a game that we have talked about on the show. It's a game which I've reviewed. I, I'd like to play. Yeah, Kid Trip from Four Horses. Speaking of four horses, it's three ninety nine. Cost, it'll cost you four horses. That is, if each horse is worth a dollar. I don't know. You think they're worth that much? <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, man, it's very nice, big, chunky pixels. Yeah, it's um pretty fun little game. Uh, the only thing is, it won't last you very long. But the good news is, it's only three ninety nine. So. It's one yeah. of those games that, you know, if you've got an hour or two to kill one night and you want to check out, like, a, a cool little runner, um, it's actually pretty fun. Totally. And it looks cool. Like it. Yeah, I know. Cool. Like I said, I, the like you said, big, chunky um, pixel art and, you know, like the enemy designs are, you know, cute. And, and uh, yeah. no, I, I like that game a lot. Like I said, it's not going to, you know, you're definitely not going to play it for very long, but uh, I, I enjoyed it while it lasted. Right. Now, this next game, Portal Knights. This is for $29.99. Interestingly enough, this looks like a pretty epic game. Uh, It's a big cooperative 3D sandbox action RPG. And it kind of looks like little Minecraft. Yeah. But, you know, with character and. Yeah, the characters aren't blocky like uh, Minecraft, but the environments, like the buildings are. And. yeah, I know. It looks sort of interesting. It I, sure does. 
I mean, again, the Minecraft kind of game really isn't my jam, per se. Right. But this one looks like it might be, like you said, a little more reliant on actual characters in your party opposed to just like... I mean, yeah. This It says, craft your adventure, forge your hero, become the ultimate portal knight. So, craft your adventure. So, I guess you probably are doing Minecrafty stuff, you know? So... That's yeah, cool. yeah. If it, I mean, I guess it makes sense that uh, at this point, people are going to try and capitalize on Minecraft's success by sort of aping yeah. off what they do, you know? Yeah. Well, next up, we have Worms WMD. And this is from Team 17. Team uh, 17. Yeah, this is 30 bucks, $29.99. Uh, my friend Aaron actually has this, and I've seen it being played. Looks really fun. Uh, there's a lot going on in this game. Lots of different challenges. It looks great, as you can see from the screenshots. Kind of like Rayman Legend Z, like kind of like that. Yeah, that art um, style. Yeah, um, but it looks great when you're playing it too, and uh, kind of like uh, Steam World Heist. It's kind of like like sometimes it's it's weird because sometimes it's actiony and sometimes it is turn based. Uh, but yeah, I would say. It's like Steam World Highest Little. So, hand-drawn, looks cool. And uh, we've actually got a little bit of news with this game, but we'll save that to the news block, which we'll be getting to in just a minute. We All also right. have Crimson Land for twelve ninety nine. That just came out. Now, These are from our boys, 10 Tons. The old 10 Ton. Now, this is like a, another twin-stick shooter, right? Uh, like more yep, of it's a, the same engine. I th- it's so funny. I feel like I played the worst of the ten ton games. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, but I'm, like you said, they're out going to update it, which I'm very interested in because I'll probably jump in when it's updated. Yeah. But yeah, I know you did. Neon Chrome is amazing. Time Recoil is really fun, and this game I think is their first one. Um, and uh, so it kind of looks more generic, like it like a normal shoot 'em up. Um. But there's still a bunch of perks you can get and different weapons and yeah, and like the the totally a couple different modes like, too, right? I believe uh, yeah, it looks six different survival yeah. modes up to four players. Um, yeah, I, I believe Justin Nation said <laughs> that covers it, pretty it's sweet, pretty fun. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it sort of oh, one to four players. Oh, dude, that's so Doom. That's so funny. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well. Last but not least, we have uh, Resident Evil Revelations and Resident Evil Revelations 2. Dos equis. Yeah. Uh, t- games that, yeah, both $19.99 or you can buy them physically as well for $39.99. One well, penny more. Ta- that's true. Technically. It's a ripoff, I tell you. It is a ripoff because you don't even get them physically. Well, you get one. It would be so You'll get sweet. one physically. How sweet if you could buy the collection, but it had two cartridges. Dude, that would be awesome. I'd love that. But actually, what would be even better is if there was just two separate ones and they were both $19.99. I'll get two big old ah. beautiful cases for the bookshelf. Yep. 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 You sucker. But uh, <laughs> I would totally do that. But No, me too. Yeah. That's it, though. Uh, f- for the eShop Roundup, which is crazy because... A light um, one. A light week. Now, yeah, but now... Yeah, but not real really. Quick. Still, I mean, there's still a, a pretty good, a couple of heavy hitter games in there that you're gonna definitely want to check out. Yeah, r- real quick though, I I do want to say 
that the Mario Rabbids Gold Edition mm-hmm. is is 25% off and it's 59.99. Now, I think this is something that bothers me a lot. And it's the fact of getting a season pass is worthless. It makes me feel why would I buy a season's pass a season pass when they discount that in the future? Like what are you rewarding the players who who buy it first? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get what you I, mean. I, I don't get it because this is now now it's like it's it's twenty bucks off, so it's the price of the season pass or something like that. I don't know what it, I don't exactly know what the gold edition is exactly, but I think you know, it's just to come I think out, it's literally just the DLC season pass is included. So like you said, when it's twenty five percent off, it's like you're pretty much just getting that for free. Um, I did yeah. see over the weekend, and of course uh, with you know Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that crap. Uh, there were going to be good deals all around. I think I saw it for $30 at some point. So, you know, I guess, uh, I mean, but that's sort of the, the thing. Is early adapters are always going to technically get the short end of the stick with things like this. Well, that's so stupid, though, you know? Like, I just... But I, but that's but that's everything, you know? Like, like, like you said yeah. with, um, you know, with your Xbox and PS4 games, you never buy them on launch because you know for a fact that they're going to be reduced in price now but that that's but, bad though no like, i know but that's the thing is with nintendo we're not used games. to that right so to see ubisoft do it it's like oh it makes sense that like they're used to doing sales on their games after they release right. you know and like right it, they already got the people obviously the hardcore people who wanted to pick it up day one or week one or you know first month and now they're trying to get those people that were on the fence and you add that little bit of extra value proposition and you get those people who were maybe on the fence to bite. And you know what? We got to... Ex- well, you didn't buy the game. You turd. Um, no. <laughs> you know, we, we, we who bought it Jeez. early got to experience it early. So it's... Yeah. I feel like that always happens, you know, and we're just not so used to it with because Nintendo games generally, or at least Nintendo published games, generally don't lose their value right well i think it's time for some to, milk uh, yeah you know what i've been hooked on this week ice cousin milk. got me hooked on huh ice milk iced coffee mm. my, have my, you never yeah, really my cousin had showed me coffee ice I mean, coffee I've had iced coffee like and I, I like it it's just always like sweetened stuff like from like mcdonald's or something it's it's good. It's just that, you know, I just don't have sugary stuff a lot. So, um, but without like just if you take coffee, you know, brew it, brew a nice pot of coffee, then put it over ice and then add some a little cream. Oh, oh mm-hmm. my goodness! Yep, that's where it's at, buddy. That's where it's at. Yeah, that's uh, that's Caitlin. Um, I drink the hot coffee mostly, and then like I'll always make a little extra, and we throw it in a pitcher, and she'll she'll take that with her. It, it, there you go. I really like it, obviously, when it's hot out because the, I hate drinking like when it's you know eighty, ninety degrees out, and you're drinking like a hot coffee, and then you're just like yeah. your whole body gets like not sweaty, but like just hot. And you're hot. like, oh, just yeah, radi- radiates heat. So that that iced coffee is very refreshing. But giddy up, and we let's go get some at the YouTube Saloon. 
Alrighty, the old saloon. We've got a couple things on deck for you, as we do every week. The uh, mini play was yours this week. You played a, a game we just talked about, actually. Ernog. Yeah, if you wanted to see kind of how it works, uh, how it plays, there's a perfect thing right there, a mini play for you. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, Sounds like a good little game to check out. I haven't watched it yet, but I will because, like I said, that game is is interesting enough where I want to see more, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But what else do we got? Well, next up we have our challenge, and this week is back to the 200cc race, and this time around we did mushrooms only, which I I don't know if it was a good (laughs) idea, a bad idea, um... But it definitely mushrooms made, only on a 200 cc sounds fabulous. Yeah, it, it definitely made for some interesting races between the two of us. Yep, check that out at our YouTube page. That that's Talk Nintendo. Boom. Or you could just check the description right here on your podcast services. Now, it is time for news talk with Casey Gibson. That's right, and. I'm going to start off with some unfortunate news for the yep. first time in 62 episodes. We do not have a hearty helping of news for you. <laughs> it's a light week, just a few stories to touch on. I'm sorry for all. For L-I-T-E, L-I-T-E. It's light, son. Yep. All right, so some news that came out today, and I think... Uh, Welcome to news, but honestly, it might be a little too late. And that is Ukulele <laughs> is finally releasing for the Switch on December 14th. That's just uh, just about two weeks away from recording, maybe a tiny bit longer. And, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, is it, do you think there's going to still be excitement for yeah, this game? I think so. I think so. Sure, yeah. Uh, I'm interested in this game. I think a lot of people have been waiting for the Switch version. Like, seriously, a lot. So I think it has potential. You know what? When when I first saw the tweets coming around, I was like, "Nah." It's like I think I'm over. I think I'm over it. Like I heard, yeah. you know, it, it released with uh, mediocre reviews. You know what I mean? Not not bad by any stretch of the imagination, good reviews, but just, just like fantastic. Yeah, it it, it didn't you know, it didn't uh, knock the doors off anywhere. But right then I then I watched like the little twenty or thirty second clip with the tweet and I'm like ah oh, it does look so charming and and nostalgic so I think that might be a game might be looking at a Christmas Christmas purchase you know a Christmas gift if you will but yeah I, I definitely uh cooled off since its initial you know announcement and release but yeah yeah totally now this uh, next little bit of news if you'd like to take this is what I sort of uh, hinted to a little bit earlier yeah um Overcooked and Worms WMD are getting physical releases. Woo! Yay! That's awesome. So, who who's bringing them? Is this limited run? No, this is uh, they're actually teaming up with Team Seventeen to uh, they'll be publishing the the two physical okay, copies. Cool. Well, man, I'm all uh, perfect because I want to get Worms because that game looks great. So, yeah. and I want to get and I want to get Overcooked like. You know, I'm glad I waited. Yep. Sort of like you, you Jimmy. Yep. Well, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. They didn't give a hard release date or really even much oh, of a release. Oh, I don't have any games to play now, though. Yeah. 
what am I gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> you have to wait till 2018 for that release. Uh, like I said, they didn't Good. really narrow down. If it's, I sure uh, will anywhere then. else, but I, I will be waiting, and that's cool. Now, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp—the thing that we haven't really talked about. Yeah, you I know? like we haven't really talked about it too much here. I haven't really played it to be honest that much. Yeah, I, I just I don't have any interest in playing it. I'm sorry, but I just want my main Animal Crossing game. Yeah, you know what it is. Um, I think it's just sort of like a a perfect storm of of things that are sort of preventing me from really wanting to uh, to actually dive into it. So for me, most of it because you have a bunch of real games to play. Yeah, for yeah, first of all, <laughs> well, that that's sort of it. This game would be perfect for me at work, right? I work at a desk, you know, I could keep my phone in the desk. It would be a game I could easily play while working and sort of keep me occupied. But the problem is my desk is absolute the worst spot for service. There's no Wi-Fi, so I, I can't really play at my desk. And then, like you said, when I'm at home, I've got too many other games and things going on to even bother wanting to pick it up. I played maybe maybe 20 minutes a half hour one day and just sort of set up my little camp and um uh-huh. and that was sort of it and i mean there still might be a time where i jump in and, and sort of check it out but i just it's not really doing it for me but that being said it launched very well uh it surpassed 15 million downloads and um officially the second largest mobile launch for nintendo behind mario run um, I think Mario Run it was at like 32 million downloads, I guess, for the the launch window, which I, I guess is the first six or seven days. So, I mean, 15 million yeah. downloads—that's a lot. I guess we'll sort of have to wait and see how uh, how people are spending, if they're spending, and how much revenue it's getting from you know the microtransactions and all that stuff. But yeah, I could see it being one of those games that definitely do do well with the microtransactions, you know. Um, if you do get right. hooked, I could see people spending money on this game, so. Yep. Now, this last little bit of news is just uh, a little bit of promotion for our annual telethon over on Nintendo World Report. Uh, that is this Friday, oh, excuse me, this Saturday, December 2nd, uh, starting up around 1130 a.m. Eastern Time, and we'll be running, if all things go according to plan, to midnight with uh, our panel actually happening. We're going to be doing a mystery history panel with David Lloyd. Woo! Yes, it's going to be it's going to be good. Uh, from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we're each going to have a game. We're going to play some mystery history. There is going to be prizes given away to the uh, three people who can guess the game first. And uh, I think it should be really exciting. Oh, man. There's some amazing prizes. There's this tweet going around um, showing all the prizes, and they look awesome. Tons of Amiibo, games, stuff like that. So check that out. Um, and, yeah, Casey's going to be uh, doing some, some promo streaming, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, the entire week, um, this entire week, uh, obviously if you're listening to this podcast – when it launches, which is pretty much the only way you'd be able to do that, uh, you would have uh, potentially missed, I believe, I know, James Jones and Neil and Serene. Um, I, I believe they're all streaming throughout the week. But I'll be streaming Friday, December 1st, 
from 8 to 10 p.m. Going to be playing some Rocket League, some Doom multiplayer, uh, just sort of probably bounce it around. And, um, I want to play with you. Yeah, you, you can join me. Uh, we will be playing. And what I'm going to be doing is matching up to $50 for anyone who uh, donates during that two-hour period and, and shows their little receipt that they donated. I'll be matching up to $50, which is actually... Um, so say we get a couple people to donate $50 total. I donate $50. Then there is a actual listener to um, and fan of the website who matches up to $2,000 total uh, for any... Before it starts. Yeah, for, for any donations before the telethon starts on Saturday. So if we can get $50 donated during my block, I'll match that with 50 and then he will match that 100 with another 100 So we can earn up to $200 on Friday night with, uh, with $50 donated from you guys. So... Make sure to check that awesome. out. Should be pretty fun. Like I said, we're playing games. We're gonna be. I'll have my uh, my uh, friend code up there, so you know we can get. Who knows? Hopefully, we can get some cool four on four or five on four, eh, five on five matches with uh, with people uh, listening and watching the stream. Could be pretty cool. Sounds awesome, dude. Heck yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Now, that's gonna be it for the uh, the news block. There, like I said, there wasn't much. This week going on, plus Perry's feeling a little under the weather, so we are going to be bringing the episode to a close now. But, I did tease a little bit of a giveaway. It's been a hot second since we've done a a good old-fashioned giveaway. It sure has. And this week, we will be giving away a copy of Resident Evil Revelations 2 for your North American accounts. Uh, Of course, if you are not in North America... All you need to do is make a North American account, and you can pick up the game if you are lucky enough Which to is win. So cool! Yeah, it's oh, so convenient. Now, so yeah, what? How are we gonna do this? How how can people try to win this game? Well, it's gonna be pretty simple. There's gonna be three ways to enter, and it all is related to a tweet that will be on our twitter feed it will be pinned up there It'd be a nice big image of resident evil 2 and what we're going to need you to do is follow us retweet and respond with your favorite resident evil game to that tweet and each one of those will be one entry into the drawing if you will so you don't necessarily have to do all of those things but if you do you can get up to three ways to enter and uh yeah you could be playing a very fantastic game in Revelations 2. Awesome. Remember, this is Resident Evil Revelations 2. It's just the second one. But I should and also note that you definitely don't need to play Revelations 1 to no. thoroughly enjoy Revelations 2. Um, they, no. they do, you know, I guess it is technically a sequel, you know, but different characters, different environment. Um, so... Definitely, and it's uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, pr- <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, pretty much all the Resident Evil games, like they, c- they're all standalone type, you know, experiences. Yeah. But yeah. obviously, uh, you get the nice nods and references when you've played all of them or a bunch of them. So make sure cool. to check out our Twitter at Talk Nintendo Pod. That's Talk Nintendo P O D for all the details. We'll be there on how to enter to win a copy of Revelations Two. Woo! Ooh wee! Now, awesome. I think that's going to bring us to an end here because uh, Perry reviewed himself into a sickness, and I think he needs to get that head on a pillow ASAP. Thank you, Casey. 
I agree. Alrighty, so again, make sure to check out the Twitter for the information on the giveaway, and make sure to check out the stream and the telethon this weekend. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. And on that note, we will see you next time. Heck yeah. Giddy up! You know, giddy up. You know, I really love my neon Joy-Cons. Oh, your yellow? They look so nice. Oh, yeah. They, my yellow ones. I want those, nice. I want those red ones so bad. I can't wait till they go to sale. The Mario ones? Mm. Yeah, I might buy them. Those. Dude, there's a guy selling... They made the, cu- the custom... Uh, oh, and the uh, clear ones? See-through uh, red... With the with the colored buttons, dude. So sell the system with it. It's like I really want to get them, but it's just yeah, it's just kind of three hundred and sixty dollars. Comes with Mario Odyssey. I think. Those uh, those freaking red cons. I, I really like like the the glacial like looks like a Game Boy or like an N sixty four like the atomic. Program, oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I would. Come on, Nintendo. What the heck? Just do it! They're waiting for GameCube. And all triggers. Yeah, and then, like, the last page is like, I'm hungry, oh, brains. <laughs> hey, Caleb, you want to go out to my car and, and get under the blanket and play some fibbage? <laughs>